Life Audio. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Questions with Caden. My name is Caden Fabrizio. I'm your host of this podcast. I'm so honored and excited that you clicked on. We got a super exciting episode today with my good friend Janine Amapola answering the question, can I really change five steps to see dramatic change in your life? And I think you're going to be really encouraged by this conversation. It was a lot of fun. Uh, Janine's been a friend of mine and one of my best friends for a while now. And uh, it's just great to have her on the podcast. She's so wise, and um, I think you guys are really going to enjoy what we talk about. But before we jump into that podcast, we got a couple announcements. Big shout out to Life Audio. Thank you so much for all they do to help this podcast stay afloat. If you're interested in more podcasts like this one, go ahead and go to lifeaudio.com and check out all their podcasts. I think they have podcasts about parenting, they got podcasts about. Uh, Bible studies, historical context, so many awesome things. So uh, make sure you go check that out if you are interested. Secondly, be sure to subscribe wherever it is that you're listening to podcasts. That's so, so, so big for our podcast. It helps us so much. Um, So wherever you are, you're on YouTube, you're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, just click uh, that subscribe button for us. It helps us a ton. Third thing, we have merch. If you are a fan of the podcast, if you love what we're doing, if you're part of the QWC family, uh, go ahead and pick up a pizza, a, pe- a pizza. Go ahead and pick up a pizza. Maybe I know what I'm getting for dinner tonight. No, I'm kidding. Go ahead and pick up a piece of merch. Um, I said this in the last episode, but we're in the process of um, designing new designs for um, a midsummer or late summer drop. So I tell you that because. All the stuff that's currently on the site will be removed, and you'll never be able to get it again. So if you like it, um, there's that one hat, like your questions don't scare Jesus. It's so gas. If you like that hat or any of this other stuff, go pick it up um, before it's too late, before you regret it. And maybe buy it as a birthday gift or an end-of-school gift or a graduation gift or Mother's Day or Father's Day. Uh, yeah, maybe that's it's a good gift idea. So go ahead. It helps the podcast a ton. Um, if you want to buy that merch, you can go ahead and go to cadenfabrizio.com and just simply click that shop button and it'll direct you to the site where you can buy all our stuff. Um, also, big shout out to you and me, Media Co. for just having us in today, man. We record here and we're so blessed to be able to use this amazing space. If you need a place to record a podcast in the LA area or for some video content or maybe even a photo shoot, go ahead and go to youandmemedia.co. And you can book the space that I use. Who knows? Maybe one of these days you'll run into me there. Um, so make sure that you do that um, or follow them on Instagram at you and me media. All right. Today's conversation with Janine is one that I am so, so passionate about. I love it. I think we just, Janine gives us so many amazing tips for life change. I think what happens a lot of the times is we become believers, we give our lives to Jesus, and we think that there's going to be this natural progression of life change. And although something does spark and start and start to begin to transform in our hearts, there's something that some things that we have to do to partner with Jesus that allow that transformation to really take root and take place. So, how can I really change? We're going to tell you right now five things with Janine Amapola. Let's jump into the the episode. Hey Jay, how are you? 
I'm good. You know, I'm a little low energy, which is why I got my little uh, supplement in my water, but we're doing great. Are you still doing Celsius? No, no, no. Have you, you seen stopped? those lawsuits? I've seen them, but I can't stop. Yeah, I know. You said you had five in the last two days the other day. And now okay, you're drinking so coffee. <laughs> this is not coffee. You know Wait, I'm I can't say, drink I'm like, coffee. you don't drink coffee. I'm like, that's suspicious. This is green tea. Did I have a Celsius this morning? Maybe. Probably, most likely. Tea? Yes. The five Celsius in less than 48 hours was what I was, I was reckless. It's borderline sin. I feel that like. is literally, I mean, I think you need to go get counseling for that because that's a little bit borderline mental disorder. I reached, <laughs> mental, I reached out to people for help. I did. I was like, does Good. anybody have a like accountability partner or like a Celsius? I tagged, yeah. I tagged Celsius in that post and they just liked the message. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, they're like, don't come to us if you have a heart attack. Don't. Yeah, they're don't. like. We're not responsible. They're like, this is on you. You've seen the yeah. lawsuits. And I'm like, I don't know. I just, I can't Yeah, I, uh, I cut out energy drinks for the whole month of April, which I'm really proud of myself because I ditched Celsius and I was on Alani New Prime, loving it. But I mean, you know, if you really dive deep into those ingredients, ain't nothing good in there for you. Nothing. It's like my ex. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm we totally are, kidding. That got, that got me. I had a joke. That was that not for anyone me. specific. No one specific was that for. Hey, Jay, some of your exes have been all right. Yeah. Well, you've only met one of them. I know. And I liked, I liked him. He was cool. No, he. I wasn't talking about him. He He's not is, Caleb. He's not Caleb. He, but. he is not Caleb. Nobody is better than Caleb. Oh, <laughs> how, is, how is Caleb? Is he at your house right now? No, no. He's in the office right now. Oh, just work. I wish you were here. I wish he was right here, just sitting we, next to me. We should have you guys both on the podcast at some point. Wait, that'd be fun. He actually also drops some bars. He's got does some he? truths. Yeah, he does. I'd love to hear some Caleb bars. Uh, well, hey, thanks for coming on the podcast today. <laughs> of course. I'm glad to be back. I know I was on last season, right? Yeah, season one. You were on last season um, before we were in the studio, right? We weren't yes. here. Mm-hmm. We were not shout out you and me media. Is there a sign behind me? You, there is, but I don't, know uh, I don't see, it. see it. Oh, because my screen is only showing half. Of All you can but... see is like iPhone right now. But yeah, if, this is, uh, if you're on YouTube, watch you YouTube. <laughs> Go watch the YouTube. That's a short plug. But hey, thanks for coming back on. I'm excited to have you on. It feels like um, you're like an auntie to the podcast. Like, <laughs> I'm like, honored. <laughs> like, Are you calling me old? <laughs> never. Uh, like, yeah. like you're that. You're that. Um, you're that. That relative that we see Christmas, Easter, uh, you know, hopefully that you're not like trying to dinners. avoid. Yeah, the one that you're excited to see, though. Okay, good. Phew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> good. No, but I'm I'm really excited for today's podcast and just the episode, and just to hang out with you. I haven't talked to you in a bit. I know. And you've been busy. Well, I'm stoked for your podcast. Your podcast is growing, and you got the dope studio. Last time I was here, I don't remember where you were filming, but you've made. So many awesome improvements. You're doing Yona, doing all the things. So I'm really stoked for you. Thank you. Yeah, God's been on the move. And I think, uh, I mean, when we became friends a couple years ago, I was in like a really big reset season for Mm -hmm. just like my life and just seeking the Lord for like what he wanted to do and just trying to be obedient. I was telling Mike, who's with us outside today, but um, just kind of like seeing how God's been moving out of just like obedience has been like very, very, very humbling in this season of my life. Like I've just seen, he's just been doing amazing things with Yona and the podcast is growing and we're getting opportunities and people are having their lives in change and having encounters with Jesus at Yona and through the podcast. And it's just been 
a wild run. And honestly, I couldn't do it without you, Jay. Like your support, even back then when I first started the podcast, was huge. So Aww, I appreciate wow. you. Wow. Honored. I'm honored to be there for the journey. And I know, you know, like trying to start a business or a podcast, I mean, it ain't easy. And you're just genuinely like every single day taking another step of faith forward where you're like, I don't know what this is going to look like. I don't know if anyone's going to listen. Does anyone even care? But you just keep going and the Lord blesses obedience in whatever yeah, capacity honestly, that be- looks like. I mean, this might be a word for somebody that's listening for real, but like, I think I haven't talked about this much from the podcast standpoint, but I launched this podcast because the Lord told me to. And then for like the first three months, I was like just pretty optimistic that this thing was going to blow up and it never really did. And then so for the first whole season of the podcast, it was like a grind of being like, okay, well, I'm just going to try and be obedient and see what happens. And honestly, by the time I was ready to throw in the towel at the end of the first season, I was like, I don't know if this is working we signed in the network and then God just started blessing the podcast. And now we're like, I mean, we we're, we're times tening what we were doing last year. Like we're Dude, just that's amazing quadrupling what we were doing a month last year. So it's just crazy to see like what God moves. And maybe this is for somebody listening today. This is not what we're talking about, but I think if God gives you something, don't give up. If you feel like it's not working, continue to push, continue to give it to the Lord, continue to steward it. And honestly, you're going to be shocked with what God does with your, your obedience and your yes. But we're not talking about that today. Today. That was still a bar, though. <laughs> that was still a bar. I just had a preach from my life, Jay. I just got a word yeah. from my life. Yeah. Um, we are asking the question, can I really change? Um, and Jay's going to give us five steps today to change. Uh, there's that rumor, and I think Jay and I kind of talked about this a bit, but there's a rumor going around that there people is? don't change. Have you heard it? Oh, you can't change people. You can only change yourself. That one. Yeah, that one. And the other and the other rumor is like people don't change. Like you hear that a lot, like people never change. And I think I would Mm -hmm. agree with that. But I think with a relationship with Jesus and the Holy Spirit, there is transformation that can happen in anybody's life, including your own. So I'm excited to kind of jump into this topic today and kind of talk about um, how I guess really how to see change happen in your life. Yeah. Jay, what uh. What made you passionate about this topic? I am so passionate about helping people better their life because I think a lot of people are in that mindset where they feel I'm stuck. There's no way to get out of this pit. You know, they're in this endless cycle and you're absolutely right. You cannot change other people. You can only change yourself. But how beautiful is that, that you have the ability to change, that you have the ability to transform, you have the ability to be malleable, that the Lord can work in you and you can be obedient and listen to his voice. And then out of that, you will find transformation. And so I think a lot of us are stuck in that mentality where we're like, man, I'll never get out of this. And you're believing all these lies. You're speaking lies over yourself. You're speaking, um, you know, these, these miss this, these things that aren't aligned with the word of God, essentially, because, you know, the Bible always talks about how like we are going from our old self to our new self. That's a change right then and there. And so I just want people to know that whatever, whatever capacity that may look like for you in your life, you can find healing, you can find freedom, you can find peace. Um, and there's so many ways, like I'm going to be giving specifically five ways today to help you change your life. And I've seen these to be absolutely transformative in my life. And I'm hoping that these are just a blessing to anyone that might feel stuck. No, I can't wait to hear him. I think today a great verse for our conversation is 2 Corinthians three eighteen. It says, so all of us who have had that veil removed can see and reflect the glory of the Lord. 
And the Lord, who is the Spirit, makes us more and more like him as we are changed into his glorious image. And even Romans 12, 2 says, Do not conform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. And like Jay said, there is um, very practical ways that as a believer, you can allow the Holy Spirit to change your life, to change your mind. And um, Jay, what is, what is tip number one for starting change? I mean, number one is, I have to start here, is the Word of God because that is the foundation. Like, how can we know what we are aiming for if we don't even know, like, what the benchmark is? Like, we can't, because you're, if you're just aimlessly wandering around, you're like, I don't even know what I'm trying to be like, then you're going to be roaming around for the rest of your life because the bar will always be moving, the goalposts will always be moving. And so we look first and foremost to Jesus as the example of someone that we are all striving to look like and to emulate and to be. And so... He was the most perfect example. And so the Bible says in Hebrews 4.12 that for the word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to divide soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and the attitudes of the heart. And so the word of God is alive. It is active. It has the power to literally transform your life. And I've seen so many people's really powerful testimonies where they felt stuck or they've owned a Bible their entire life. And they were like, you know, I'm just going to open this thing up and just see what's inside. And literally they felt the, the word of God just absolutely changing them from the inside and out. And so that for me changed my life, like spending time with the Lord every day, reading the Bible. And here's the thing. This is where we all get a little bit caught up is that you can't just read the, the read the Bible. You've got to apply the Bible because that is how you're going to see transformation is not just hearing, but also doing what the word of God says. And so if you want to know what God is calling you to do, you first got to go to the Bible and ask him, what are you calling me to do? What are the first things that you reveal to me in the Bible for me to follow? And then the more you follow those, the more he'll show to you the unrevealed things of God. Should I move here? Should I date this person? Should I start this job? Should I leave? And so the word of God literally has the power to transform you from the inside and out. And so spending time every single day, even if that's reading a chapter a day, a verse a day, whatever that may look like, Hayden, you can fill in what that is for you. But I know for me, absolutely changed my life. Yeah, and that's huge. I think for me, one of the things that like the revelation that kind of changed my life is um, scripture talks about how the word became flesh and the word became Jesus. And so I think when Jay's talking about, hey, you need to get in the Word, I think it's important that you get in the Word, you're reading Scripture, you're in daily devotion to the Word, but it has to be coupled with knowing Jesus. Like, if you just open your Bible and you just read the good ideas in Scripture, you may become like a good moralist and be like, yeah, these morals are great, but they're empty without the power of the Spirit and without knowing the person of Jesus. So I would I would couple what Jay said is, yeah, the Word of God is going to transform your life once you learn how to read the Bible and, like Jay said, apply the Bible and then know who is the Word, and that's Jesus, by spending time in worship and in prayer, sitting there uh, uh, listening to what he has to say and then telling him your needs and your wants and your desires and your fears and and having that intimate relationship with Jesus was probably the thing that started the transformation most in my life because I started to not just know the words, but I knew the person. And those two things together combined for this powerful encounter with Jesus that will begin to transform me from the inside out. So good. Yeah, and I would say for the person that maybe is just trying to figure out 
where do I start? Because it's a very overwhelming book. We understand there's like, oh, what, 52 books in the Bible, I believe. It's like. Okay, theologian. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, was that right? How many words are in the Bible? Couldn't tell you. Don't ask me. <laughs> but I will say that these are usually the two books that I first recommend are either Proverbs or the book of John. Proverbs, I think, for an absolute beginner. I would say the same thing, Jay. Yeah, because it's literally transformative. And it's like. John literally shows you who Jesus is and Proverbs literally it's called like wise saying. So if you're trying to understand how to navigate this life, Proverbs talks about anything from drunkenness to sexuality, to money, to pride, to lust. I mean, it covers everything. So I'm like, if you want to change your life, start in Proverbs, read a chapter a day and let it like marinate on your mind and meditate on it and let it change you. If you apply it, of course. Yeah. I heard this saying one time, a proverb a day keeps the sin in me away. Oh my gosh. Did you make that up? You didn't hear that. No, I heard it. I don't I don't want to take credit for that one. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, but I think it's it's true. It's like I think the book of Proverbs has so much wisdom. And I think in order to um I mean successfully change and walk with Jesus and and navigate this wild world we're living in that continues to like at this point you're I'm going like I shouldn't be surprised by what I'm seeing in this world, but like I still am. And every time I'm like <gasps> Every time I'm like, it's getting worse. Yeah. I'm like, how? Yeah, yeah it's insane. So I, I I just think like wisdom is so needed in order to navigate this world. And it kind of reminds me of the scripture says, seek first the kingdom and everything else will be added. And I think, um, you know, really seeking the kingdom looks like what Jay is saying. It's it's getting in that in the word and getting in like a book like John, which is a book that just portrays the closeness and the the friendship and the love of Jesus. And then understanding that relationship and then getting in a book like Proverbs that's teaching you wisdom, how to navigate the world, um, what it looks like to be wise. You know, King Solomon, um, which is like one of the most regarded kings in scripture, he and he, he's he's considered to be one of the wisest people ever to live. He prayed for wisdom. And uh, I think it's in Second Kings. He asked God, he says, Lord, would you give me wisdom? And, and the Lord says to him. Since you asked for wisdom, I'm going to add fame and riches to you as well. And what I love about that is it's this idea that like what wisdom can offer, the currency of wisdom in the kingdom is so much greater than anything else that we can look for or strive to. And I think that that wisdom can help us kind of steer and kind of get through this life, um, living a Christian life. And then we'll see out of that desire for wisdom, everything else will be added Um and I think it's, it's part of the part of the journey is understanding the priorities of the kingdom. Okay, Jay, give us number two. That was good, though, by the way. It's a little bit of a mark. Is what you input. And this is so important because this literally has the power to change the way you see yourself, the way you see dating, the world, money. So basically what you input is what you output. And this is also biblical because in Matthew 12, 34, or 12, yeah, 34, for out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. A good man out of the good treasures of his heart brings forth good things. And an evil man out of the evil treasure brings forth evil things. So if you are only filling your mind and your heart with evil things or things that aren't edifying or making you look more like Jesus, I mean, this could go from social media to Netflix to books to movies to TikTok, I mean, y'all, like whether you or I or anybody wants to admit it, these messages that are flooding into our brains are subconsciously 
influencing us and there's a lot of demonic spirits that are roaming around in these things and yeah i'll go there and say it because a lot of people think that's kind of taboo to talk about stuff like that or they're like that's so ridiculous and i'm like no trust me actually just let me stop we don't talk about demonics just kidding <laughs> okay i'll just leave right now <laughs> uh for a second i thought you were serious i was like wait really i'm like you false prophet no i'm just kidding you're like, what are you talking about, Katie? You're just, you always speak in tongues, like relentlessly when we're together. I that before we started the episode. <laughs> but I really do believe that what you input is what you output. So if you're wanting to output good things of wisdom, truth, love, grace, kindness, I mean, all these things, like, you've got to input those things first. And again, that starts with the Word of God. That starts with what you're listening to. So musics, book, uh, what is a podcast? I was going to say books and podcasts. <laughs> I don't know, but you want to start one? No. <laughs> yeah, that's my next launch in 2024. It's going to be huge. Books and podcasts. And like, even when you're scrolling on TikTok or Netflix and you know something is stirring in your spirit and you're like, oh, I know I shouldn't be watching this, you probably shouldn't. And I remember literally just like last week, I was watching this Netflix show and I began to feel so anxious. And then that night, I had a nightmare because of the show. And I was like, what am I doing? Like, I should have known better. And so stopped watching the show. So again, if I want to produce fruit in my life, I've got to like sow seeds of fruit. I got to get that from the word of God and from beneficial godly things. So I think it's just be careful what you're inputting because it will affect you subconsciously and consciously. No, that's literally so good. It's like one of the most practical things I think we ignore because I think out of our desire to like not be religious, we can be like, ah, oh, no, it's just a TV show. Like, no, 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 it's just like, it's just a lyric in a song. But like, if you let those things permeate in your heart, like, I think it's similar to like, um, have you ever heard the saying, um, you are what you eat? Oh, yeah. I think like anybody knows, like, if you have like a terrible weekend of eating, you just feel terrible. Yep. And I think the same thing when it comes to consumption with like media and book casts and... <laughs> It was boot bootcast actually. <laughs> yeah, or a podcast. All the stuff that you can you you can um, digest because really what you are is I mean we're on Instagram and TikTok feeds, so they're feeding us, which means we're digesting things all day long. And um, what you're consuming, you typically are becoming. And I think it's like Jay said, it's important. Uh, Matthew, I think it's six twenty one. Let's yeah, six twenty one says, "For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also." And I, the treasure is not just um, money. It's the things that you treasure, the things that you value. And um, you may be like, oh, well, I don't put that much value in, in this show. It's like you and all your girlfriends get together every Monday night to watch it. Mm -hmm. I mean, like you value it. Like you value the things that you set time aside to watch. You don't value it. You spent eight hours binge watching it. Like – so I think it's, imp it's important, like Jay said, when we're uh, trying to change and we have a desire to live righteously and to live and look like Jesus, we just are aware of what we're consuming all around us. Yeah, and I think cutting off like things that no longer are, I mean, this sounds so cliche, no longer serving you, but, but benefiting you or making you look more like Jesus. I mean, if you really want to change your life, it's got to start mentally almost. You've got to start feeding your, your mind and your brain and your spirit things that are beneficial. I think sometimes we all want to slap a bandaid on it and start with the external. I'm like, no, you got to start with the internal because, again, that's what's going to bleed out of you. And I love that you talked about where your treasure is because that's what this is even saying. Like a good man 
um, out of the good treasure will bring forth good things. So it's like, what are you treasuring? Because if you are treasuring godliness, holiness, things that make you look more like Jesus, things that uplift and encourage your friends, if you're treasuring those, like those are going to naturally come out of you. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. But have you ever had when, like, um, for me, when, like, a cuss word just slips out and you're like, oh, you're like, where did that come from? And it's because I've been probably listening to some rap music or I've been watching way too many shows that have been cussing. And I'm like, oh, that was not cute. And that just goes to show, like, I've been feeding my brain that. So no wonder why it came out of my mouth, you know? Uh, a, a well-placed Janina Mapola cuss word will kill me every time, though. <laughs> yeah, you've probably seen, you've probably seen, you know, one or two of those <laughs> accidentally. My favorite is the, <gasps> yeah, I'm like, oh, I'm like, guys, please don't. Don't crucify me. Everyone looks at you like, what did you do? And you're like, and it's like, you said like crap or something. Like you didn't even say something bad. <laughs> yeah, it ain't that bad. All right. Give us, what are we on? Three? We're on three. All right. Give me three. Number three is people. So friends are literally, in my opinion, make or break. I mean, you already agree. Look at you shaking your head literally has the power to make or break your life. And I know that this is difficult for some people because they live in maybe a smaller city or they feel lonely or they don't have a good church to go to or whatever. There's a lot of nuance to this. But I remember looking back in my story and the number one thing that changed my life were people. That's what massively influenced, do I want to watch godly things? Do I want to read the word of God more? Because if your friends around you are wanting to look more like Jesus, go to church, worship, pray over you, like you're going to naturally start doing those things as well. And so the Bible says in Proverbs 13, 20, walk with the wise and become wise for a companion of fools suffers harm. And so maybe Caden can feel the same way. But when I look back at my past, I made so many dumb decisions because a lot of my friends around me were making the same decisions. And not only that, they were encouraging it. They thought it was funny. They didn't think it was a big deal. And I want people I want to be around people that value holiness, that look at sin, and they're like, we're not going to entertain that. And so when I became friends with, like, even the crew that Kate and I are friends with, I mean, we have so much fun. And, like, we don't have to, like, drink or do. I will argue nobody has more fun than our group of friends. Nobody. So much fun. And I literally remember looking back at my life being like, Christianity is boring. Christian friends are boring. Until, like, I met this group, I was like, this is actually fun. Like, you can actually have fun and be a Christian. And so 
People literally have the power to bring you up, bring you down, speak life over you or speak death over you, bless you or curse you. So choose wisely because who you surround yourself with is who you will become in any facet, whether that's spiritually, physically, if you want to advance your business, if you want to be more motivated and driven, people have so much power over you, whether you like to admit it or not. Uh, Yeah, that's huge, Jay. I love it. Um, This is going to be our this happens probably every podcast. I shout out my dad for something he's told me my whole life. Here it is. Show me your friends, and I'll show you your future. And that statement has not only driven me, but haunted me my whole life because the people that are around you, you are more like them than you even realize. I have a friend. It's one of our close friends, actually. Uh, Sam, shout out Sammy Zavala. She says this statement. She goes, no, literally, she says that. The other day, I was by myself, not with Sammy, with another friend, and somebody said something, and I said out of my mouth, no, literally, and I, like, paused, because I was like, where did that come from? That wasn't me. Like, what was that? That stuff, that's like a very minor instance, but that happens. Who you surround yourself with, you begin to look like, you begin to act like, you begin to think like. It's in, dressed like them. That's why Jay's wearing the same color shirt as me today. Freaking copied me. So impacted by my life and friendship. <laughs> yeah. Proverbs eighteen twenty four. it says, A man of many companions may come to ruin, but there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. And I just want to say this. I will give you, Auntie Jay will give you even. permission on this podcast to healthily cut off those relationships that are causing you to ruin. And I'm not saying like be a jerk and I'm not saying like peace out on these people and be like, y'all are sinners. I can't be around you dirty, filthy pigs, rags anymore. And don't do that. Please don't do that. But we're giving you permission to when they go out, to get drunk, you don't have to go anymore. When they participate in gossip, you do not have to participate. When they are doing these, uh, participating in other things that you know God is not calling you to participate in, you do not need to be a part of it. Why? Because there is a companion who sticks closer than the brother, and his name is Jesus. And that companion, even if you have to get through a season where you're going, I don't have that healthy a community because I've had to disassimilate. You will have Jesus. So Jay and I give you permission to find better friends, to get a right relationship with Jesus, allow him to be your friend in a season. I can guarantee you Jay and I have both been there. Like he became my best friend in a season where I didn't have any because I wasn't a good friend or other things happened in my life. But there is a friend. And his name is Jesus and the people you surround yourself with. It's literally imperative. You know what's huge, Jay? Sorry, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say, yeah, it will require probably a little bit of loneliness for a time being or a transition where you're trying to figure out, okay, where do I find friends then? Or where do I go? Or what do I do about this friend that's dragging me down? But yeah, like we're encouraging you to lovingly just step away for yourself. You don't have to bash them or drag them down, but pull away for yourself, work on yourself, get along with God. Jesus went alone with, to meet with the father 
all the time. We see it reoccur through scripture all the time. So get alone and get, get right with God. And then when you feel filled up, then you can start to hopefully impact that person back. Or if you need to find a, a space to meet some new people, I mean, that's what the local church is for. It's literally meant to connect the body of Christ. And so that's where I find a lot of my friends, social media, meeting one person through another person. Um, I mean, I think I met Caden through like another friend. And so it's really cool um, when you meet one person, one godly person, that person should hopefully and willingly be able to share their friends with you. And when they do, you'll just get a whole new like reach of people and it's so amazing and literally has completely transformed my life. Yeah, same. And I would say this too, just to encourage listeners, because I'm glad we're talking about friends because uh earlier in this week I asked on my Instagram stories, I was like, Hey, what do you guys want us to talk about? Like on questions with Caden and a lot of people said friends actually. And so I'm glad we're talking about this because I think a lot of people desire friends and I think that that is a healthy desire that God has placed in your heart. So continue to pray about it, continue to believe for friends. I would say that I have become so massively blessed by the friendships in my life, local friendships, friendships like me and Jay's friend group that's spread across literally America. All over. <laughs> and that we get to see each other a couple of times a year when we when we can travel. And But that came out of uh, a deep desire that I had. So I started to pray for friends and I started to ask God for friends and I started to believe for friends and I started to open up to God and go, hey, uh yeah i have some good friends but i'm really lonely in this in this way like people don't understand my job fully and don't kind of get what i do and i just wish i had more people that were similar to run with I started praying about these things and out of that desire which i believe the lord placed in my heart he brought amazing people into my life he restored friendships that i hadn't um i honestly hadn't steward well that were important people to me that um he restored and so I would just say continue to desire friendships and submit that to the Lord and then go and be a good friend. And I think you're going to you're going to look back in two years and you're going to go, oh, my gosh, I am surrounded by friends and um, it will change your life. Like literally a good friend will change your life. And if you need friends, there's this event happening on May 12th in Southern California called Yona. Come, there's tons of young adults. You can meet somebody, you can make some friends. And if you want even more friends, you can sign up to serve with us and join the team and you'll meet a bunch of friends. Sorry, Jay, this is my podcast, so I'm going to plug what I want. Okay, get your plug, do it. <laughs> All right, give us number four. Okay, love it. Number four is self-talk or just like your thoughts, essentially. And so- it's Huge. I'm clapping right now. <laughs> and I, I'm curious to hear your thoughts on this too, but- it's crazy because our thoughts have so much power and the Bible talks about how there's power in our words or the, the power of life and death in the tongue. And so not necessarily only what you're audibly speaking out, but literally what you're thinking, because our thoughts turn into beliefs and beliefs turn into habits and then a habit can turn into an identity. And so if you don't catch a negative thought or a lie that can reap an identity that could be so false and it's a false identity. It's an identity that's not God given. It's not the one that God has proclaimed and spoken over you. And so a lot of the times, you know, you might be sitting there and you're like, man, I am so unlovable. I'm stupid. This is why I'm single. Nobody cares about me. I'm always just going to screw up. Like if you're hearing these thoughts and they are negative, you've got to know that's not from God because God's voice does not sound like that. He does not speak lies over you. He doesn't come to shame and guilt trip you and accuse you. You know who the accuser is? Literally Satan. He's called the accuser for a reason because he is called the father of lies. That's all he knows to do is speak lies over you. And so 
going back to scripture, I mean, he, he said this verse earlier, Romans 12, 2, to not conform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And it feels like, I love that it emphasizes mind because obviously it's telling us it starts in the mind. Like this is such a game. This is such a battlefield up here in our minds. And so it starts there. So we have to be so conscious and to go back to the previous point, sometimes we don't even know we're believing a lie. We don't know why we're thinking these thoughts. You go back to your friends and you say, I am struggling. I don't know why I feel like this. I literally called a friend today because I was like, help me unbelieve this lie that I'm believing. And she spoke so much life over me that it literally transformed my day where I'm like, I feel peace again. So literally you guys, this is so important. It actually wasn't Maddie, but it should have been. I'm <laughs> I love Maddie, but I called some. I called someone else today. Maddie does do that though for me all the time, a little bit too much. <laughs> um, so yeah, you, I love for it to hear your thoughts on this, but our thoughts are so powerful, y'all. No, they're huge. I think Proverbs four twenty three says, "Be very careful about what you think. Your thoughts run your life." That's in the Bible, and I think Proverbs four twenty three. And what is so crazy about that is that what we don't understand is a lot of us and a lot of Christians, and this is a whole nother issue that we can talk about on another podcast, but we don't understand the authority and power in which we have as Christians and sons and daughters of, of Christ. We literally have the power to speak out, to see miracles. We have authority over Satan himself. The authority we've been given, when God made earth and he made Adam and Eve, he literally gave them authority over it, scripture tells us. So when you're talking to yourself, you literally have authority over your mind, over your flesh, and over your spirit. The things that you speak to yourself, you will actually see, actually begin to happen because you're magical? No, because you have authority. So I think it's really important, like Jay said, that we understand the battle that's happening in our mind and we understand how important a, a renewed mind is. Scripture also talks about living out of the mind of Christ. When you become a new creation in Christ, you've been given through the power of the Holy Spirit, the mind of Christ, which means you can think as he thinks, you can see as he, th as he sees, and you can, you can speak as he speaks. And so what you need to do when you're struggling with self-talk is you need to ask and say this simple prayer, Holy Spirit, would you renew my mind? And allow me to think as you think. And as you get better at this, you will begin to see how the Holy Spirit transforms your mind. He gives you peace. He begins to speak truth over you. You may have a day where you're going, man, I just feel fat and unlovable. And I'm just, why am I still single? And I just don't feel, and you can just in an instant go, Holy Spirit, let me think what you think. And you can sit there in silence and you can begin to hear, you know, you're loved. And you're fearfully and wonderfully made and have a future for your life and you are there's a promise and here's peace for you and you begin to hear the thoughts that jesus thinks there's a reason that our generation is struggling the most with mental illness that any any generation before us ever has and it's because even satan has begun to understand that if he can attack your mind and he can get you to speak things over your life he can literally control your destiny. And I, it's important that you understand what you speak to yourself, how you believe in yourself, and how you believe in what, how you believe what God thinks about you. Yeah, and that's, that's so good. And I think it's super important, yeah, to try to identify the root of why is that thought there? Where did it come from? Who told you that? 
Did someone say that to you when you were five? Did someone say that to you yesterday? Was it an ex, a friend, a parent? And literally uproot it, pull it out, yank it out, and rebuke it and send it back to hell where it came from because that's the truth about a lie. Like, it's not from God. That's not who God says you are. But sometimes you need people around you to help you do that, whether that is a mentor, a pastor, a friend, a counselor, whatever that may be. Maybe you need a Google scriptures like god what do i do about anxiety how do i change my thinking it's okay to google scriptures i do it all the time kate is over here googling this whole podcast i am because i'm the guy that like i know the scripture but i couldn't tell you where it is so i'm the guy that's like googling i'm literally sitting here googling like your be careful what you think verse because i know it's in there Uh, (laughs) same like there's no stigma against this someone literally asked me this seriously the other day is it okay to like use google to is that not holy? What are you talking about? Use all the resources you have to get scripture into your body. Like use all the resources. If you need to download an app that reminds you with scripture, if you need to get in the Bible app, if you need to Google, do whatever you have to do. I don't think you're going to get to heaven. And God's going to go, you know what? You were going to get in, but you Googled scriptures a lot. Should have used Firefox. Yeah, he's like, you just can't believe you're on Chrome. He's like, this is, we're a Safari kingdom. He's like, he's not going to be like, I can't believe, I can't believe you Googled things. He's going to be like, I'm so glad that you were seeking my word. You were desiring to know it. So stop the stigma that you can't Google scripture. It's fake. Amen. Is this five? This is the fifth one. Okay. Five is a lot of pressure. Drum roll. Okay. Number five is actually health and fitness because I... I am so incredibly passionate about this whole podcast. Yeah. I am so passionate about this because I am someone that holistically wants to bless people. That's literally why my podcast is called Happy and Healthy. Mentally, physically, spiritually, and emotionally, I think it's so important to keep these four balanced and in check. And there's a scripture that says in 1 Timothy 4, 8, for physical training is of some value, but godliness has value for all things holding promise for both the present life and the life to come. So I love that Timothy is literally addressing the fact that he's like, yes, physical training is of some value. He doesn't skimp over it. He's like, hey, let's address it. I believe that this also has the power to transform your life. Going on a walk, getting your endorphins up, doing hard things, lifting some weights, running on the treadmill, whatever it is for you that gets those that adrenaline up and those endorphins go in that serotonin. I find that when I have a hard workout, a good workout, sets the tone for the rest of my day. And not only that, like workouts are correlated to improved mental health. It has been statistically proven time after time that working out or doing something physical is so beneficial for your mental health. And I just think it helps you overall just feel good. It'll help you want to eat healthier, cleaner, drink more water. It promotes an overall happier and healthier lifestyle that I just think we could all benefit from. And that was a subtle plug. Yeah, Jay, we've talked about this before. The last time you came on the podcast, stop plugging your things. It ain't going to happen. Sorry. (laughs) It is what it is. (laughs) It it be what it be. Uh, No, that's so good, Jay. I'm very passionate about this as well. One of the things that transformed my life alongside an intimate relationship with Jesus was getting healthy. I was an athlete my entire life, and then once that was over, I was like, I'm not getting back in the gym, and I'm going to eat whatever I want. And that turned out terribly for me. And so, like, getting healthy again was a massive part of um, 
almost like renewal for me. First Thessalonians 5.23 says that we are three parts, a spirit, a soul, and a body. And I think it's important that we understand, um, as we are three parts, that we need to take care of each of those parts equally. Um, there is this, I mean, often we go, hey, I need to make sure I'm in the word, I'm taking care of my spiritual health, and I need to make sure I'm taking care of my mental health. And then we go to work and we go eat out at, get in and out every meal, and we sit on the couch. And then we wonder why we're like, well, I spent 45 minutes with Jesus today. And I like made sure I was thinking good things, but I still feel terrible. It's because you're only taking care of two thirds of yourself. I've even heard somebody say this to, to a pastor, or I've heard a story of somebody say this to a pastor who was obese. Somebody came to him out of accountability and said, hey, I want to let you know a third of your body, a third of yourself is in sin because it's not submitted. It's not being taken care of. And so scripture talks about taking care of your body as a temple. And uh, we use that a lot. And a lot of really religious people use it in a lot of really weird ways. But what Jay and I are saying is like, you take care of your body and you take care of your mind. You take care of your spirit. You are going to begin to see massive changes happen in your life with the way you feel, how you operate, your energy levels. And out of how you feel in your energy levels, you're able to put more energy into the other things. You're able to put more energy into your relationship with Jesus. You're able to put more energy into um, making sure your mental health is sane. The other side of this that I would say is sometimes in your life, you just need a win. And like, I don't want anybody to come for me right now like, oh, wow, this talk, this podcast is so like self-help. Shut up. It's not. You just need a win. Like sometimes in your life, you're battling things, you're fighting principalities, you're going, you're coming up against opposition, you're trying to be faithful. The Christian life is not easy. You know what you need sometimes? You need to go to the gym and complete a workout and leave and go, I just won. That was a win. I feel better. I accomplished something. I did not quit. I pushed myself. I grew today. Those things help you across the board with discipline, with perseverance, with so much. And I can talk about this topic literally uh, all day. We had Andrew Carter come on the podcast, and we talked a lot about fitness. If you guys want to go check that podcast out, that was season. That was the first episode of season two with Andrew Carter. Go check that one out, and he is absolutely jacked, and he gets up at like 4 a.m. every day. But those disciplines didn't start with him getting up 4 a.m. every day, working out twice a day. Those disciplines, he said, did not start with Scripture. The disciplines in his life, they actually began with fitness. So the discipline of like making sure he ate well and he worked out twice a day, those disciplines that he made physically, they bled into his spiritual life as well. So I'm really passionate about that. I love that you brought that up, Jay. Do you have anything else to add about fitness since you work out like 10 times a week? No, I don't. <laughs> I mean, I love what you said because I do think like sometimes those disciplines in another area can bleed over to our spiritual life. So I'm like, if you can go to the gym every single day for an hour, you can also sit and read your Bible for 15 minutes. And so if you can be building those habits and those disciplines in that way, you can also do it towards your faith. And I'm really glad that you mentioned mind, body, soul, because I do think that is a perfect little triangle. They all got to be in check. You got to keep them in all healthy. And I think, yeah, when you're getting eight hours of sleep, you're fueling your body with good foods, you're going to have more energy, you're going to have more capacity to 
read the Bible, not be falling asleep when you're reading, to bless people, to work a little bit more diligently, to have a better workout. And so I think holistically, like health is just so, so important. I don't think it's something to be neglected because I do think that some Christians can um, overemphasize, like read your Bible. And I'm like, okay, but realistically, no one's reading their Bible for four hours a day unless you're literally in seminary school. I think, yes, have a great, you know, quiet time with the Lord, but also like balance it out and have time with working on your mental health or your physical health as well. Um, but I, again, want to reemphasize that the Bible does say that physical training is of some value, but godliness is above all. Like that is what we're always going to emphasize. Cause again, it says here for the present life and the future life. So don't neglect your, your spiritual side more than anything. But the Bible says, you know, the physical side is of some value. No, that's so good. I love that. Shout out Tim for just reminding us, and not Tim Tebow. Well, Timmy boy. We 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 do a shout out Tim Tebow is talking about physical fitness because that guy's jacked. Yeah, he's freaking ripped. <laughs> Body goals that I don't know if I'll ever achieve because I can't work out eight hours a day. Anyway, Jay, that was so fire. Do you have anything else to add? Mm, no, be blessed. Go serve the Lord. <laughs> blessed and serve the Lord. Hey, thank you so much for coming on the podcast for real. Do you want to tell everybody uh, what you got going on, where they can follow you, how they can hear more from you? And if you're speaking anywhere soon, let the people know. I don't have any speaking engagements lined up so far. So if you want to hire me, let me know. And I'm just kidding. <laughs> hire Jay to speak. She's great at it. Yeah, I'll be speaking at the next Yona. Caden just actually hired me today. Really excited. I did. Hire is a very uh, liberal word since we're not going to be paying her, but she is going to come give a word. Volunteering. Um, no, I'm just kidding. Um, I have a, a podcast called Happy and Healthy, which you guys can see my little son. I post on there every Tuesday. I have a YouTube channel, TikTok, Instagram. All of those are Janine Amapola. That's J-E-A-N-I-N-E-A-M-A. P-O-L-A, go hang out with me on there. I respond all the time. So, yeah, and thank you to Caden for having me on. Jay, I love you tons. You know that. I'm always here for you. I've been praying for you and Caleb. Tell him I said hello, and I love him. And please tell him uh, I said hashtag free Hasbola. <laughs> He's going to love that. I absolutely will. We have bonded over Hasbola. For real, thanks for coming on. Everybody, go check out Jay's stuff, um, and we will catch you next week uh, here at Questions with Caden. We love you. See ya. Uh -huh. Everyone wants to change the world. Capital Ministries is doing just that, one heart at a time by creating disciples of Jesus Christ among political leaders in the U.S. and foreign nations. For more than 25 years, founder Ralph Drawlinger has written Bible studies specifically for public servants. Study along with us and learn what the Bible says about capitalism, communism, abortion, same-sex marriage, and other contemporary issues. Subscribe and follow us at lifeaudio.com or search Capital Ministries on your favorite podcast platform.